Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for tuning in. It's great to have you. Look forward to hearing from you. Make sure you subscribe and all that good stuff. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to be talking about some very important things today. We're going to be talking about, hey, what Christ did for us, what God did for us, what we should be doing as followers of Jesus Christ and why. So, hey, I figured we'd jump right in. Let's start with the basics. Hey, Jesus came to restore fallen man back to God. Number one thing. Isn't that right? Jesus came to restore fallen man back to God. And of course, the reason why is because Adam and Eve sinned and lost the Holy Spirit because of their disobedience to God. Yes, the Holy Spirit was dwelling within them. It was all one happy family. They're in the Garden of Eden. They're having fellowship, loving on one another, living in peace and harmony. And, hey, Satan reared his ugly head. Temptation happened. Sin happened. Don't let sin creep in, folks. Don't let it creep in. It can change everything. Did did God know it was going to change this the way it did? It's an entire mess. But the end result, of course, was their rejection from the Father. After they sinned, the relationship between God and man was broken, which is the reason why, because of that, that's why we're always, it's always said about man until we have Jesus Christ in our life, that we've been born into sin. It was an inheritance. We inherited the sinful nature because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Man lost the Holy Spirit's connection. But God made a plan, yes. And since he loved us so much that according to John 3.16, he gave us a second chance. John 3.16 and 17 read out of the New American Standard, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I love verse 17, and I've shared it before. What I love about it is the fact that it bats home the judgment factor because it said, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. So it never was a judgment thing. It was about saving us and that we have a choice. We can either ask Jesus Christ into our life to be our Savior and Lord, or we can reject him. And of course, that is the ultimate rejection. If you reject Jesus Christ, and say that he is not God and that you don't admit that he did come into this world, that God sent him into this world for us, then you can't be saved. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a straight point, point blank, right out of the word of God, right? You know, I've always got my Bible here somewhere. So that's great news, but there's more to this, and that is key. It's not just about saying, hey, I asked Jesus Christ in my life. I prayed a prayer of salvation. I have fire safety now. I don't have to worry about going to hell, right? I have a get-out-of-hell-free card. 
or some people say I've got fire insurance, you know. <laughs> but the bottom line is this. We have been redeemed when we ask Jesus Christ into our life. We are saved but we also get something very important. We get that person, the Holy Spirit, back in our lives. Yes, the Holy Spirit. Jesus told the disciples in John 14, 16, and 17, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper so that he may be with you forever. The helper is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. And that's the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper, our guide as followers of Jesus Christ. So when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, you get the Holy Spirit. And Jesus made a promise to all who believe, and that's what's amazing about it. Jesus made an amazing promise in John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, okay, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. Greater works. Can you imagine that? You're in the Word. You're reading it. Jesus is commanding demons to come out. He's calming the storm. He's feeding 5,000, healing the masses, healing the blind man healing all these different individuals in different ways. He healed the 10 lepers. And uh, he did all these things, but he did it by himself. But when he left, he was able to deposit, we received the Holy Spirit. Like he said, he's going to ask the Father for the gift, and the gift is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can dwell in all men and women, in all of us. So it's not just one of these things where one person gets the Holy Spirit. No, when you ask Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord, you now have the Holy Spirit within you, living within you. So that means there's many, right? You have a multitude. You have thousands of people walking around with the Holy Spirit within them, which means the greater works that we'll do. Make sense? And so, once again, the greater works we will do because Jesus went to be with the Father. The reason why we can do greater works is because there are more of us as Christians on the earth with the Holy Spirit within us. That means I can reach people in my country, and you can do the same in your country. And the same goes all over the place. It's amazing what we can do through the Lord. And we can reach more people this way. And I shared this also, I preached a message to, it was like a mini conference in Pakistan. Uh, I had a, a Zoom meeting and was able to, for me, it's a blessing to be able to teach them. And I actually taught them this message that I'm sharing with you all today because they needed to be encouraged on knowing that they need to be about the Father's business and to do the work that God's called them to do. And by the way, speaking of Pakistan, please keep them in prayer because over 33 million people were affected by the flood. As of right now, they had over 1,000 people have died, and 33 million, like I said, have been affected. So please keep them in prayer. Well, I was preaching it to them because they too were needing to encourage the brothers and sisters in Christ on getting up, getting out, walking in the path that God's called them to walk in and knowing why they should be walking in that path and being who God called them to be. 
So that's really important to make sure that we all, including Steve Lewis, remember one finger pointing at you, three pointing back at me to always remember what we're supposed to be doing. It's not just about holding down the pews on Sunday. It's about getting out here and being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, knowing who we are, just like my message about David and Goliath, knowing who we are, just the same way that David had confidence in knowing who he was when he looked over and saw that uncircumcised Philistine threatening the Israel army. Same thing, knowing who we are, walking out in faith, being who God called us to be is really important. So Galatians 5.25, New American Standard, if we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit as well. So what does that look like if we follow the Spirit? Who's within us, right? That means we will be doing what God called us to do as believers. Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I command you, and behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. Man, that's powerful. I mean, he says it right there. Go. He didn't say sit. He didn't say stay. He didn't say relax. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And I learned uh, through uh, Pastor Glenn Blakeney doing a study on the nations. And the nations are people groups. And there's thousands of people groups in the world that haven't been reached. Hundreds and hundreds in the United States, many different areas. You're talking nationalities. You're talking all kinds of different people who have not been reached with the gospel, with the gospel of the kingdom. And so that's really important that that gets done. We need to be about the Father's business. That's why I do what I do to get these messages out here around the world. Same thing. Everybody has a part to play. You might not be a podcaster. You might not have a TV show. But whatever it is that God's called you to do, what do you have? Are you a writer? You know, Are you an encourager? Are you a helper? What kind of gifts do you have? Use those gifts to be who God called you to be because when we all link arms and team up together, we can make a big difference in this world. Amen? So he told them, once again, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to follow all that I commanded. And of course, when you think about all that he commanded, you can't help but think about love God, love your neighbor, right? He commanded us to do that. And especially loving our neighbor, because once again, as the word says, if you love God and love your neighbor, that takes care of all the commandments because you won't steal, you won't kill, you won't be envious. And all these different things that compile the Ten Commandments, the other laws, just being a good human, of course, after you follow Jesus Christ, you're not going to get to heaven just being a good human. But at the same time, you love everybody. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, you love and you're patient and kind. Goodness, mercy, all that good stuff pouring out of you, all those things. So you're teaching others to do the same, and that's where discipleship comes in. That's where fellowship comes in, real fellowship. We're not talking about just sitting together and leaving because the stake's done. No, we're talking about sitting together, talking about the Word of God, talking about life, talking about testimonies, that right there. So that that's what needs to be done. 
teaching them to follow all that I commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Because we were not just saved by God's grace just to sit back and relax. We were called to do something greater, to help spread the good news about the kingdom of God, to share about Jesus Christ and how he came to save us and more. We should be out doing good and showing love to everyone. And if you believe in God, it should show in the way you live and the way you treat others. And of course, we can refer to James 2, 14 through 26, where it talks about faith without works is dead. What use is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, and be filled, yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? In the same way, faith also, if it has no work, is dead, being by itself. And so if we say we are Christians, then we must live as Jesus Christ instructed, right? We must share the gospel, feed the poor, minister to the sick and the elderly. We must show love to all those that we come in contact with. People should be able to look at us and see Jesus Christ in our behavior. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? You know, you should be able to go into a place and someone look at you and say, I don't know what it is about you, but I just have a peace around you. There's a warmth, there's a peace, there's an aura around you that just brings comfort. I'm relaxed. I just want to tell you all my problems in life. And some of you know what I'm talking about. My wife and I have this happen, and we know some friends who have the same thing. You're minding your own business. You're doing life together. You're out somewhere. You're conversating with people. Then all of a sudden, someone just sits down with you, and they just start telling you about what's going on in their lives. And it's like the uh, Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen, where he went to watch his son play a soccer game. And while his son was playing soccer, this little girl lined up, because she knew he was Santa Claus. So she lined up and started talking to him. And then the next thing you know, there was a line of like 14, 15 kids behind her because they knew something about this guy. He wasn't dressed in a, in a suit or anything. He was just sitting there. But there was something about him that gave him those kids peace. They knew to ask him for something for Christmas. So it's the same way. You're sitting back, you're minding your own business, but you're a follower of Jesus Christ and people will start venting on you and you have to realize what's going on and take your place as that man or woman of God and just listen. They didn't come to you for no reason. They came to you because they recognize something in you and they may not know it's Jesus, but they know it's something in you brings them peace. So it's little things like that that you look for. It's just being who God calls you to be. When you go into a restaurant, people see you. They know what type of person you are because of whether it, you, you leave a tip, you treat the waitress good, you treat others good. Every once in a while, you buy a person a meal and you just do that secret blessing. But people will sit back and go, I don't know what it is about them, but there's something about them. And then someone will speak up and say, hey, they're followers of Jesus Christ. Hey, they're Christians. Wow. Man, I really like that about them. I want to know more about this Jesus Christ thing. And the next thing you know, they start asking you questions and it goes from there. But you shine that light, which is really important. Shine the light. Be who God called you to be. Show people the fruit 
Show them your faith. If you have faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord and someone picks up the Bible and it says love your neighbor as yourself and they see you not loving your neighbor as yourself, they're going to know, hey, this person can't be a Christian because the Word of God says this and they don't line up when I compare the pictures and when I compare the attitudes and behaviors. And we don't want that. You know what I mean? We don't want the world to look at us and say, you're not a Christian because you don't even act like what Jesus said. And be so, you'll be surprised because I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's many who do not follow Jesus Christ. There's many non-believers. You, some are atheists. Some are non-believers. And yet they know the word better than some who are who are followers of Jesus Christ. So we need to be on guard. We need to pay attention. We need to stay focused. We need to show people our faith. Hey, I believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can tell you do, Steve, because of the way you act, the way you hold yourself. Every time I see you, you're out there doing something for others, and you're talking about Jesus and the love of Jesus. Thank you for that. So keep that in mind. And when we live Christ-like, we bring people hope. And they'll want to be around us, just like I said. James 1.27 says, Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. And so doing these things, once again, will show the world who Christ is. We must do our part in this broken world. Jesus left us here for a reason. We have the kingdom work to do. We're supposed to be spreading out like the Air Force, like the Army, the Navy, the Marines. We're supposed to be getting out, boots on the ground, showing people who Jesus Christ is and being a light in this dark world. That's what we're supposed to do. We can't waste time. We can't waste another day. We need to get connected with one another. We need to bust down those walls of division with all the denominations. And we need to get focused. And we need to do it the right way by keeping God first, right? By seeking him first, by chasing after God. Because when we chase after God, he'll chase after us. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to us. We stay focused on those things, and never mind the fluff. Don't worry about the rest of the stuff. You know, don't worry about stuff. Focus on the word of God. Focus on being who God calls you to be. It's your time to shine. You know what I mean? It's your time. The ball's in your court. You get to sit down in the freedom of your home, especially if you're in the United States and in certain countries, you have the freedom to grab your Bible, open it up, and start reading the Word without being persecuted. There's some countries, they catch you with a Bible or even a part of a Bible. You go to jail. In some places, you're dead. And that is the truth. We don't realize how good we have it. Check out the martyrs ministry. The martyrs, I tell you what, you think you've got it bad because the oil bill went up or the gas bill or electric bill went up. And then you find out that just to have this one Bible in my possession will put me in jail for the rest of my life. Or even if I had a page of it could put me in jail for the rest of my life. If I had four or five Bibles and they caught me distributing them, distributing them, I could look at the death sentence right then and there. They don't mess around overseas. There are certain locations where you cannot walk around as a Christian. You have to hide. You have to share 
the scripture in different ways so people even get a piece of it. And that's why you have to be careful too. I don't want to get on a rabbit trail, but looking at the different translations of the Bible. There's other countries where they might have one piece of the King James, they've got another piece of the New Living Translation, another piece of the New American Standard, and they've got one sheet, okay? For example, they've got one sheet of the Bible. That's it. And they take that thing and they read it and they come to Christ. And they believe it, they learn it, they memorize it, they take that one piece, they send it on to the next village. Then they get another sheet. It might just be 1 Corinthians, just two page, two pages of 1 Corinthians. And they will live on that and love on that. The Holy Spirit will give them even more than what's on those pages. And they'll memorize that and they'll share that good news, whatever they've learned on those couple of pages. And they walk with that and they walk with Christ and they stay strong and built up. You have no idea how good you have it. So if you have a full Bible in your house and you have freedom to be able to read it, you need to thank God for that. It sounds so basic and so easy. You know, many of us have Bibles, we don't even open them. But there's people out there who don't have. And there I've seen where this one place, they were overseas, they shipped crates over to them and the people lined up so fast you would have thought it was food and they hadn't eaten in a year. They were fighting, not fighting, they were reaching and grabbing those Bibles so quick, a case could have had 50 in it and they were gone in less than seconds. Everybody was so thankful. They were holding them up in the air and cheering and shouting and working on getting them open so they could just read them to have the Word of God in their own possession. So don't take that for granted. I wanted to share that as I'm talking about this whole thing of who we're supposed to be, who we're called to be. And, you know, we need, once again, we need to get connected. We need to bust down. We need to pray about the walls of denominations being broken down so we all can link, link arms as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ. Love God. Love our neighbors. Get involved in ministry. That's another thing. You don't have to be in charge of a ministry. Why don't you volunteer at someone else's ministry and learn and glean from them and get trained up? If you're not being discipled and you want to be discipled, ask someone. Look for someone. You're looking for a good, spirit-filled, Bible-based individual who will be able to teach you and train you and equip you the way the Holy Spirit would want them to so that you then can imitate and go out just like the disciples imitated Jesus Christ. In three and a half years, they walked with Jesus, and they were ready to go. Here we are. We stay in church for 40, 50 years and never leave the bench. This time for us to say, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. You know what I mean? Three and a half years, the disciples walked with Jesus. Jesus left. They had the Holy Spirit within them. Then they got baptized by the Holy Spirit for that power for service. Because when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you get that dunamis power dynamite. You get that power and it gives you that extra power for service that you need to go above and beyond the call of duty. So you'll look at some of these people and you say, how in the world are they doing that? How are they going around and doing these crusades? How are they doing these healing ministries? 
and able to have enough faith to rely on the Holy Spirit to do that. How are they doing this? How are they doing that? How are they getting in front of thousands a day and speaking into people's lives and seeing miracle signs and wonders taking place? Well, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. That baptism of the Holy Spirit is powerful, folks. So keep that in mind as well. And so I just wanted to share these things with you. It's really important that we step up, step out, like I said before, breaking down the divide because if you've got, I think there's 47,000 denominations out there, and I'm sure the count's higher now or it's a little bit lower, 47,000 denominations, different denominations. Doesn't make sense. Can you imagine there was only one denomination and it was a non-denominational followers of Jesus Christ, period. Can you imagine the millions standing there strong? Greater works will you do when he goes to the Father. So then you've got X amount of millions strong, all considered non-denomination, all together as one, united as one, not bickering over baptisms and all this other stuff, coming together, being who God called us to be, changing the world together by the power of the Holy Spirit, not with the power that's within us, but through the Holy Spirit and doing amazing things for the Lord, kingdom work, that would be powerful. Some people say, Steve, you're dreaming. In fact, one person said that to me one time. Steve, you're dreaming. That'll never happen. And I thought, well, why not? We can believe for people to be healed, but we can't believe for the body of Christ to come together as one and unite together. Right? Just like God said about the Tower of Babel when sinners were building it. And he said, look at them. If we leave them alone, look what they will accomplish together. There's nothing they won't be able to accomplish. Well, we're saved now. If we get together as one and team up, can you imagine what we can accomplish as the brothers and sisters in Christ, as the body of Christ coming together as one? Look out, Voltron. You guys remember Voltron where all the different body parts come together and it becomes a big, tall machine and he's got a sword that comes out and it's people getting together and becoming Voltron. So I'm just going off on a spill. But anyway, you know what? Hey, thank you guys for tuning in as always. Please spread the word. I really appreciate it. Kingdom Community TV is growing. We're going to be reaching over in India soon. I'm really excited about that. And just spread the word for us. Help us out. Hey, it's free. So do us that favor. Really appreciate it if you could bless us that way to help spread the word. Thank you all for everything. And I'm going to go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the gift you've given us. Sending your son down. Sending your son down to redeem us. So we could be saved. So we could have a relationship with you. So we could have the Holy Spirit back within us as you intended. So, Lord, I just thank you for that. I ask you to just watch over us, protect us, and keep us safe. Heavenly Father, give us the strength to be who you called us to be. We pray for the division to be broken in the name of Jesus. The division between man, the division between denominations, the division that the enemy gets to sit back and watch us because divided, we're not good at all. United we stand, divided we fall. We need to be united as one in the body of Christ. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I ask you to just bless all my listeners and watchers. Keep them safe from harm.
We thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, don't forget to subscribe. If you're a podcast person, don't forget to check out Relevance for Today podcast show as well as Spiritual Spotlight podcast show. Don't forget to dig in your word. Check out the martyrs. See what I'm talking about. You'll be surprised. Learn about what they do with Bibles. In fact, if you want to donate Bibles, they even take Bibles. Check them out. They're all over the world. An amazing, important ministry for the kingdom, doing kingdom work. So, hey, with that being said, hey, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, by the way, don't forget to check out For God's Glory Alone Ministries. It's another amazing ministry out there. I've been writing for them for five years now, somewhere around there, so you can look me up on there. Just look up Stephen Lewis, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-W-I-S, and I have over 400, somewhere around there, encouraging writings for you. But don't just check me out, just the same way with Kingdom Community TV. Check out other ministers and ministries that are also on those platforms as well. It's not me. It's not a me thing. It's a we thing. Hey, with that being said, hey, love you all. God bless. Take care of yourselves. Peace.